you know? We're pretty busy lately, and I didn't do an out-of-context summary, so I think we should just pull it out of our butts right now. So Okay. <laughs> in this episode, Carlo takes one to the butt. Dang it, you stole my- <laughs> I was gonna do something about the butt. <laughs> when you're about to serve your mom for dinner, which is not <laughs> you put it out. <laughs> What's for dinner? My mother. <laughs> Insert audio. What's on the menu today? My mother. Thank you for coming back from our replay reviews. My name is Leah. And my name is Kathy. We are two friends who are here to replay, review, and analyze your favorite video games. And since Kathy has never seen the games before, it helps me view them through her fresh eyes, almost like I'm discovering them again for the first time. We hope it will be a similar experience for you. Well, after that, are you ready to jump into scene one? Let's do it. All right, so this is when Tommy meets with Salieri, who reveals that there is a mole, which we kind of suspected in the last episode after the whole Mm -hmm. Canadian whiskey issue. And it sounds like Frank might be the mole because he's gone, and so are the account books. They briefly mentioned that I thought that Frank would betray them, or not that betraying Salieri, but talk with the feds or somehow help Tommy to help with the feds. I'm not surprised because Frank wanted to keep everyone straight, but I'm also curious what motives he has because it's not like Salieri is treating him terribly. Let's dive into the motives. My first point is Salieri says he wonders if Frank is still smarting over the dog. And Tommy responds, the one you tried to drown. And Salieri says, yeah, the same one I shot after he wouldn't let me sink her. So he killed the dog that we know Frank Mm -hmm. loved, but... Building off of this before we bring it back around to Frank, in the last episode when Tommy is searching for Sam at the farm, he comes across a dead dog and he says, what kind of guy shoots a dog? And now he's finding out that the Don has shot a dog. So what do you think his feelings toward the Don are now? He's starting to see the Don in a new light, which we'll talk some more about that, but to see Mm -hmm. Tommy's own values is starting to not quite align with the values that the Don has. We'll see how Tommy starts to treat other people and we'll see some more how the Don treats other people when they're pushed to their edges of their crisis management skills. Mm -hmm. I agree and I think it's interesting because generally in this type of story development it's more of like a slow losing respect for you know, for your leader, your mentor. But in this case, it's pretty black and white. He just said, what kind of person shoots a dog and then learns Mm -hmm. this? Like, he can't deny that. He can't pretend like Mm -hmm. he didn't know that. Before we do get deeper into Frank's motives, there was another thing mentioned in last episode when Polly tosses Tommy a shotgun and says, just in case Frank was right. Do you think that Frank knew about the whole what was going to happen at the the whiskey meet and that's why he wanted them to have firepower with them? Or was it just a feeling he had? How far back does his betrayal go, do you think? I think it's pretty shallow because it's not out of character for Frank to make sure that they're armed and that they're protected. For that reason, I don't think he's that far back into betraying them quite yet. 
I would agree. And I think we need to go through the rest of the, the Frank story and mm-hmm. that's before we really get to the deeper conversation. Mm-hmm. So Salieri sends Tommy to track down Frank in the books and it's pretty clear like he wants Frank dead, right? That feels mm-hmm. obvious. And mm-hmm. while tracking him down, Tommy is informed that Counselor Galati has brokered a deal between Morello and the FBI. So this informant mm-hmm. also told Frank about this and Frank never told anyone. So there is a little bit of history, but it also sounds like this was a recent thing. And then Tommy does find Frank and tails him to the airport where he finally confronts him. And he tells Tommy that Morello finally came for me and gave him a choice. The Don's account books for our lives and tickets out of this town. That seems like an easy choice, right? Like, you can't really blame him. It's either, mm-hmm. like, I'm dead, my family's dead, or we're not. I don't blame him at all. And Goats also realized he kept the books safe until the last minute. Like, he still has the key. Thankfully, Tommy came in and shot all of Morello's men, so they don't even get the account books. And mm-hmm. so I don't. I personally don't think Frank did this to betray anybody. It's just what he said, that he's just tired of it. I actually thought that Frank probably had no intention of giving over the books to him. And he's loyal up until the point where he needs to be loyal to him that it's not going to affect him. Mm-hmm. So I totally get that. I don't fault him for that. Mm-hmm. I also feel like because they're so similar in terms of like the morals, this is Frank's departure in this game as to faking his death is somehow going to run parallel and it's somehow going to foreshadow the way Tommy's journey is because we know that he ends up betraying the Salieri and works with the FBI. Tommy lets Frank go. He, mm-hmm. he lets him survive and fakes his death and everything. I feel like that's going to be really good karma for when Tommy needs his way out and somehow going to betray Salieri. Yeah, I think you're right. I think seeing this and hearing what Frank tells him sort of flips the switch of he's like, oh my gosh, I'm looking at myself Mm -hmm. (laughs) and my wife and my child and, you know, Mm -hmm. who knows how many years. And I think that's Mm -hmm. why he folds and lets Frank leave. While we're watching all of this go down, we do hear voiceover of Tommy talking to the detective and he says, I got the books and covered my tracks. Salieri never asked any questions. In fact, apart from the funeral, I never heard him talk about Frank again. Do you think he knows? Or or I guess, what do you think the cover story is? Because there's graves for all three of them, right? Frank, his wife, and his daughter. Yeah. So what's yeah. the story? I don't know. I don't understand how they can bury a fake body and everything without the, the Don checking. Like, because it's two bullets to the head just to make sure. And like... You can't really pull it out unless you start like a warehouse fire and then all their bodies burned up and you mm-hmm. found like body doubles. But how's Tommy going to pull that off? So right. that's where I'm really confused. Maybe with the help of Sarah's dad because he might know more people and maybe find some bodies. I just don't know how you can pull it off without the Don being suspicious and then killing you. Yeah. I don't know how they did this. He's got to smell something, yeah. I think. Unless he's just so mad he doesn't want to look at his face like... There's, I doubt that. It would have to be something written in. You know, there would have to be a written reason that we see in this game mm-hmm. for me to think that he doesn't know something's up. And he then also it. at the funeral, Morello shows up to pay his respects, I guess. We get mm-hmm. some more hints that he and Salary have a pretty deep history. I don't know if you had any comments on that whole moment. It almost sounds like they, between Frank and the two Dons, 
I have a feeling that they might have all grew up together under a different dawn, that they formed their own little group of boys. And at some point, something, they had a falling out, and then... Why'd you have to say it like that? Why? Their own How little group of boys. <laughs> what do you mean? He said, they formed their own little group of boys. Oh. <laughs> like, they're in kindergarten. <laughs> putting well, together a kickball team. Well, the way they're acting, they're no different than a bunch it's of main childs. It's children. True. They're just more um, on the line now. <laughs> But anyways, I, I think, yeah, I think they used to grow up together. They were under a different dawn as a part of, like, a mafia. And then something happened that are falling out. And that's very similar to, like, a, a Romeo-Juliet without the violence. <laughs> or without or the, the romance. <laughs> or, yeah, sorry. Not without the violence, without the romance, but with the violence. I got that mixed up. Yeah, I think Oops. we've we've gotten some information up to this point that for sure, the two Dons mm-hmm. were in the Mafia together. I don't know what we know about Frank's backstory. Mm-hmm. I don't recall really anything specific, but I yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. All right, so Tommy is sent to clean up another mess. Salieri tells him that Morello let it out that Salieri's family is responsible for Billy's death. That's the son of the counselor, Galati. The counselor is good friends with a prosecutor, that's not good, named Watkin who has been building a strong case against them. And he tasked Tommy with breaking into the home of the prosecutor and stealing all the evidence. How is Sally getting all this news? Like, how does he know all this? That's where I'm confused. Is he? Does he have ends with some people? And if he does, why can't he ask those people to take care of things for him? Right. It sounds like they have some informants, but I, I don't know. They probably don't want to get their hands very dirty, but... My main question is because Salieri says, don't kill him. We don't want him dead. But if you just steal the evidence, Mm -hmm. like what kind of physical evidence is there? What are you stealing besides documents that he probably has copies of? I don't feel like stealing evidence is going to solve the problem for them, especially when he's being paid to prosecute them. And Mm -hmm. I feel like (laughs) in the mafia, this is a weird argument to make, but I feel like you would kill him. As an example, mm-hmm. to be like, no one else better take your place and do this because this is what happens when you go against us. Mm-hmm. So I'm confused based off of Salieri and how he handles things. Like, let's kill Frank, but let's just steal evidence from this guy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Something's not connecting for me. The only reason why they would choose to not kill him is to kidnap him and force him to say that they made me make this fake evidence. But it's not like he's ordering them to take them. He's just ordering to take evidence. So I'm also confused about why that is. Right. And there's extra heat behind this because obviously they killed this counselor's son. So it kind of seems to me like maybe if we take the counselor out of the picture. This is if I'm Salieri, I'm killing the counselor. Right. Like, let's yeah. just stop it because he's been going against Salieri trying to take him down for a while. Why not just cut the head off a snake mm-hmm. that's what i don't understand based off of what we know about salieri and his willingness to kill people and dogs <laughs> it seems like that would be the prime candidate for murder so the break-in goes okay until tommy jumps the gun grabbing stuff out of the safe and sets off mm-hmm. an alarm completely just ruins the whole point of this other guy being there what was his name i did not write down his name salvatore salvatore yeah but the guy was pretty cute with his happy optimism and his language barrier (laughs) 
He was. Uh, he also really grinded my gears. I. <laughs> <laughs> he frustrated me about opening the safe how i'm like okay you guys are on time crunch also his expertise is just putting his ear up to the dial and listening mm-hmm. anyone can do that so uh, yeah i don't know i felt like that character was completely unnecessary <laughs> salieri then sends sam and polly to silence a witness who is going to testify against them and we don't see this but he just tells tommy this and this is where i'm confused because again we're killing somebody why are we killing the witness or did i interpret that wrong and they're not being killed how did you interpret that i thought they just killed him <laughs> i feel like they're killing the wrong people right that's um, what i'm saying because like I'm, I'm thinking back when it talks about like silencing the witness they told them to kill the the gal that was sleeping with with sam right yeah and so if that's how casual you are with handing out people's death warrants or whatever then i i don't understand the evidence part why wouldn't you just kill more people and here's where my questions began i have in my notes here do you think he sends sam and polly to do the silencing because he does know about michelle and frank and so he doesn't trust tommy to kill people that need to be killed that's like part one part two is that why he doesn't have him kill the counselor because he's just trying to control Tommy right now, essentially. Because we will also later learn that he inserted himself into his marriage to control him, too. So do you think his trust in Tommy is going downhill? But he realizes, kind of like what Frank said, that he needs him. And so he's just sort of corralling him, in a way. I don't think so. I don't think his trust in Tommy's being diminished. Because we see him later needing to rely on tommy in a way well maybe he is suspicious is it trust or is he I'm, testing him maybe i think he's testing him as he would with sam and polly i think it just rotates around like who's doing what job so i didn't really think much about that okay so i, I guess my main question then because it seems like after frank tommy sort of becomes the new like right hand man in a way Mm -hmm. But there also feels to be some, I don't know if distrust is the right word, but disapproval at least. Because mm -hmm. if, and this is an if, if he knows about Michelle and Frank, he wouldn't trust him to kill people anymore, right? And then mm -hmm. inserting himself into his marriage, like that was to correct behavior that he didn't like either. So mm -hmm. I get confused on their relationship because it seems like they're pretty much top two mm -hmm. from what we see but the dawn is like i don't like what's happening with you it seems very controlling and maybe that is an indication mm -hmm. of his relationship with frank too i don't know i don't know what i'm saying <laughs> moving on polly has a lead on a new business deal so it turns out that a distiller has been working with morello but Morello rubbed one of their guys, his name is Gates, the wrong way. Polly and Gates worked out a deal where they will switch to Salieri, but it needs to look like a robbery, essentially, so that Morello doesn't figure out that he's being ditched. They head to meet Gates, and things go pretty well until Morello's crew show up. So, how do you think they found out about this? I think they had really great informants from Gates' side. I don't think Gates betrayed them. 
but maybe his people did. Or maybe uh, Morello just has people watching Gates. Mm-hmm. When we're having that little team huddle between <laughs> Polly just sharing his ideas, Sam's calling him out about him being in a whorehouse, and then <laughs> Polly's like, it's gentleman's lounge. They have a bar and everything. <laughs> it's mattresses on the floor. <laughs> Makes me wish that Tommy had taken him to the Blue Tropics after that race, because now I, I need to know, what is it? <laughs> is it a closet? Yeah. Or is it an actual club? So the, obviously there's some trouble, there's a shootout, but the boys are able to eventually get the alcohol back to the warehouse, and the partnership is a go. And what else is there to say besides, like, this is fueling the war, right, between Salieri and Morello? Mm-hmm. All right, anything else or last and final scene? Let's do our last and final scene. So we're back to the detective. The family bounced back after the end of Prohibition, which... Tommy kind of mentions completely just made the last deal not matter because who cares about alcohol if it's legal. He says that they were doing everything, even legal stuff, except for peddling dope. Tommy also mentions that at this point he's married and they have a daughter. Anything so far? Should I keep going? Keep going. So we were a little bit confused in this scene, in this conversation, because they talk really fast about things that we don't know about. From what I've gathered, it sounds like Salieri was working on getting judges in his pocket. So it looks like we are trying to put a permanent band-aid on this counselor-prosecutor situation. And the detective makes Tommy realize that Marilla must have found out about this, and I think that's the piece that we were missing. Because he says, in 35, he hit us with both barrels. So I think we're seeing this feud heat up because... Marilla is realizing, oh no, the amount of people I have in my pocket is, by comparison, starting to dwindle compared to Salieri's. I think that that is going to blend into something else that we're missing half of the conversation. Or because it's just a conversation so far out in the future that the events haven't happened yet, that we don't really know what's going on. So maybe we'll get some more idea later. Mm -hmm. But for now, it's just question marks over here. <laughs> Okay, so now now we're going to lunch. Salieri and Tommy go to an Italian restaurant, big surprise. During which Tommy is surprised to find out that Salieri told Sarah to threaten to leave him if he did not stop drinking. And this is where I, if I were Tommy, <laughs> would have big issues. We'd have big problems at this point. This is another red flag. So, so far, just kind of tallying up the red flags, we have Tommy seeing Salieri kill the dog. We have Tommy seeing Salieri ordered to kill Frank, his best friend for decades. And we have Salieri telling Sarah to leave him and just going all the way around instead of directly telling him that saying like, hey, you need to stop drinking alcohol. But mm -hmm. that's also starting to in my opinion, show Tommy that, hey, he's not as great as he is and maybe you need to start questioning your loyalty to him. Right, and how does it not make you question everything? Like, how does it not make you question anything that Sarah says to you, that her dad says to you, that Sam or Polly says to you? I feel like because obviously this lunch is interrupted by a shootout and so I don't think Tommy has enough time to really process mm -hmm. what he was just told. But we do know that they still stick together in the end, though, <laughs> based on what he's telling with the detective. Who's they? Between Sarah and Tommy. 
Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm not yeah. arguing that oh. or questioning that. I'm questioning mm-hmm. how does he oh. know what she's telling him is her oh. speaking or Salieri speaking. And same goes for anyone that he interacts with. He doesn't. Exactly. That's why he leaves. Yeah. Or <laughs> he wants to leave. I feel like a line was for sure crossed here. Mm-hmm. Anyway, moving on to the shootout. Obviously, it's Morello. They shoot everyone. <laughs> but mm-hmm. look, okay, you kept saying poor Pepe. And yeah, I agree. But what about that? the bartender? Oh, yeah. I mean, we very clearly heard Tommy say, get down. I don't know what part of get down. <laughs> you don't understand. He just stood yeah. there and took bullets. <laughs> and he saw everything happening with the front row right. view from the windows. And <laughs> <laughs> and you know he was prepared. He had a gun behind the bar. I couldn't. I just couldn't. In, in my opinion, he might have deserved those bullets a little bit because he didn't, <laughs> he didn't try very hard <laughs> to get out of the way. <laughs> Moving on. The two of them are able to make it out of the restaurant. It appears they may be the lone survivors, but Salieri realizes that his driver, Carlo, set him up. And his quote is, son of a bitch knew where I was going today and he calls in sick. Which I didn't know you could do that in the mafia. So they do pay Carlo a visit. (laughs) There's a lot to discuss here. (laughs) I feel like the, I don't know, the, the director, the writer... Whoever was in charge of this this moment, they were like, you know, we need some balance. <laughs> oh, no, and they they just chose the wrong kind of balance. <laughs> they they did it wrong. And what they're trying to balance, I think, is uh, Salieri literally stomping this guy's head in, right, like to a pulp. Mm-hmm. That's pretty intense. We've already seen like Salieri slip, right, as Sergio will describe it. We've seen him slip into more and more not good things. And then this is mm-hmm. like a big spike in that, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so I feel like maybe they were trying to balance the intensity with humor. Maybe. <laughs> because when we when we get here, he's he's doing it. Mm-hmm. They're going at it. And then he gets need mm-hmm. right in the pee-pee. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And we know what they were just doing, and you would think that that might hurt to an extra level. And they had to know that we would wonder. <laughs> Should we start using medical terms? <laughs> we're going to get banned on, on YouTube. But no, it's like, do we need to transition from, like, I'm going to kill that bastard to him just doing it, and we can hear it? Do we need that? Can't he just be at home counting money running away? Why? I... And that's where I have the same question, and I wonder, are they trying to balance the scene? And being like, oh, maybe if we make them wonder, like, when he gets need in the junk. <laughs> and then and then him running away in his undies with his little sock suspenders. Is it supposed to be funny? I don't know what this scene is. I don't understand, Kathy. We need a male perspective. <laughs> we do. Does it hurt extra if you get need in the junk when you, when you're erect, or is it the same? Because I <laughs> I have questions. But I want to know if you could snap it off. <laughs> Your face right now. <laughs> I can't get you to curse on this podcast or in general, but then you'll just hit me with things like that. And I just, I'm sorry. <laughs> 
my face is all red right now. <laughs> oh, gosh. I don't know how to respond, but I would like to know the answer to that question, to be fair. Break it clear off. Like, you know how, like, soccer players, sometimes their bones, like, stick straight out of their skin? We don't watch the same videos online, okay. Gabby. We don't. <laughs> we don't. Okay. We oh, don't. Okay. I don't know that. No, I've never seen that. I would never want to see that. <laughs> I think we need to move on. Okay. Let's move but on. I think we're both we're both confused. I don't know what this scene is. Mm-hmm. I don't know if we're supposed mm-hmm. to laugh, if we're mm-hmm. supposed to be shocked. And then mm-hmm. you said shoot him in the butt, and of course I had aimed right for the butt. Right. So that right? was perfect. I- but. That's the thing. Yeah. Like, how does the scene go so far in so it's, many directions? It's so far out of the, 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 on the spectrum of, like, normal mafia business and... <laughs> yeah. And I just don't understand what they were going for. I don't, I don't, I really don't know what, what they want from us. What are we supposed to feel? As Carlos climbing up the ladder, his butt's right there. Like, you kind of have to shoot him there. It's uh, clearly the target. And that's when they <laughs> let you pull the gun out, too. They don't let you get close to him. You can see I'm sprinting, and then it's like, oh, Tommy ran out of gas. He can't go faster. Yeah. That's like, obviously, they want you to shoot him in the butt. <laughs> I feel like the intern was involved in this scene. Mm-hmm. And this is just what we get. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's Let's unique. some dick and butt. <laughs> <laughs> It'll make it easier to digest the head caving in. Also, yeah. the lighting was a little bit off at the end of the scene. I don't know if you mm-hmm. like the highlights were too. It was too bright. It was weird. Moving on. <laughs> I don't really know what else to say, but I, have I a will lot of say questions. though that right before it kind of like fades out, the way that Tommy looks back at just everything that just happened because it was quick. It was like a lot to process in between getting shot at, then having to kill everyone, and then rushing over only to chase a guy. It's like a moment where he realizes the biggest red flag is that if he ever betrays the Don, that's his head and that's his body on the floor being smashed to pieces. This is the Don personally killing someone. And I don't know if Tommy has seen that yet, but it is by far one of the biggest red flag that he's going to see in the Don. Yeah, I mean, all of these chapters in this part three Mm -hmm. are just red flags from Sally. Like, that's all we're seeing. And I don't Mm -hmm. understand why Tommy didn't really expect this at this point. I mean, it might be what you said where it's like he's actually doing the -hmm. the killing. But I don't understand what he expected. Like, oh, we're going to shoot Carlo in the ass. And if he ever steps out of line again, I'll be like, oh, remember when I shot you like a second hole? You don't want to make it three. Mm Mm-hmm. What was he expecting? I don't understand Tommy because, like like I said at the top of the episode, he basically drew a line of killing a dog makes you a horrible person. Like, you drew that line and then you had someone step over it. And you're still refusing to acknowledge that this person is terrifying? (laughs) Anything else surrounding Carlo? No, I think we really summed it up. Maybe a little bit too much. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, we then move uh, to Morello, which is not a perspective that we've had so far. And we meet his younger brother, Sergio. And I feel like there might be two two mothers involved because they do not look anything alike at all. Yeah, it might, might just be uh, a brother from another mother. 
I'm thinking so. Anyway, that's not important, but he <laughs> informs Morello that Salieri is still alive, and like you said, that Carlo's head is a caved-in watermelon. And this is when we get confirmation that they did, the two of them, Morello and Salieri, kill Papone, their old Don. And Morello says, We've been at war since we killed Papone. It's just out in the open now. I want to know more. It sounds like maybe they planned this together to, like, take over the mafia, and then maybe both of them thought that they would be the one in charge, and they just didn't plan it out all the way. Like, what do you think this backstory is? I think that, and I don't know if there's a saying in English, but there's a saying in Chinese about um, if it's not money or, like, power, it's a woman. And I think that they're probably (laughs) fighting over the same chick and they were like, look, I am more powerful. I have my own mafia. You should date me or you should marry me. So that's what I'm thinking. If it's not for power and wealth, it's for a woman. Okay. I like the angle. It's very Kiryunishki. <laughs> what do you think of Sergio? I mean, not much. <laughs> I didn't really think about him. <laughs> I'm like, oh, cool. Okay. I, I get a weird vibe from him because, well, during this conversation, Merle's obviously kind of pissed off. And then this guy he's torturing mm-hmm. is crying too much because <laughs> he's in pain. Mm-hmm. And he gets so mad that he just shoots him to death. And so, number mm-hmm. one, we see back-to-back scenes of both Salieri and Merle murdering. So maybe maybe they're mm-hmm. not so different. Mm-hmm. But number two, we see Sergio sort of reacting to Morello like this is normal right like he knows how to handle the situation and handle mm-hmm. morello and that's interesting to me i feel like sergio is the smart one if that makes sense like he's the one with the level head he's a frank yeah he's like frank but younger and with a a more bonded relationship like can you kill your brother in the mafia you know what i mean because the family seems important from what i know i almost feel like sergio is waiting for morello to fail I, I, I sense a little bit of a little bit of tension where it's like Morello doesn't see it. If that's the case, then Sergio probably is just trying to use Salieri to kill Morello so he never gets his hand dirty. He's never accused of being unloyal to his group of people. And I have no information to back any of this up. It's just mm-hmm. the, the look that he gives, like the feeling I get from that character mm-hmm. is that he's he's up to something. Anything else? It's kind of a weird episode, right? Uh, no, I, I feel like we covered it. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Covered it like those socks, those sock suspenders are covering Carlo's calves. That took too long to say, but it, it, the joke was there. It was in there. <laughs> so, pee-pees. Talking about time, that. Time, time for pee-pees. pee-pees. Well, I guess we had one pee-pee attack, right? But Yeah. Uh, that clearly is not the same category. <laughs> we need to add that to the heavy rain total. Are we going to need a season-long manhood attack total? Are we going to need to track that through the whole season? At this but, rate, yes. Yes. <laughs> um, well, there's a few that I don't know if you're going to count as a PP. And so a, a PP would be pretty obvious, I'll tell you okay. that. They've been run over by a car. Yeah. And there should be no okay. mistake. I thought that. it was like a nearly, a nearly. No, no, no. That's near oh. miss. That's a different category. Okay. Well, for just pee-pees, then I think maybe, <laughs> I don't think you ran over anyone. 
there's a few couple of near misses. I, I'd say about like four near misses and maybe no peepees. You are correct. No peepees. Near misses. I, I wrote three plus one question mark. Two of them are for sure near misses. Mm-hmm. Right. So you're so you're close either way. One of them, she skedaddled backwards. Yeah. But I felt like mm-hmm. it was nowhere near hitting her. <laughs> and then there's another one where it was much closer and they did not skedaddle mm-hmm. backwards. So mm-hmm. I land on three. Okay. And I have the one as a question mark because I think it's out for debate, but mm-hmm. I felt like she overreacted. So <laughs> I think you're pretty close. I, I think okay. we'll give it to you. <laughs> Yay! Are we ready to close it out? I think we're ready. All right. Okay. Let's do Audacity on one, three, two, one. Thank you for listening, and don't forget to send in any questions, comments, or game suggestions. You can find all our contact info on our website, replayreviewspod.com, or contact us directly through our site. Did we completely miss something? Are we way off the mark? Or you just want us to take a deeper look at anything from the game? We'll tackle any topics you all want to hear in our season wrap-up episode. We also have a Reddit where we discuss anything we're curious about. Go take a look and let us know what you're thinking. Our theme music is Condemned by Eggy Toast. They'll play you out and we'll be back next week.